Amen. Praise God. Sister uh, Pat, if you would bless us with prayer. so much my sister thank you so much uh with that being said uh anybody would like to share a recap from last uh lesson we've been uh off for a little bit i was uh on a religious sabbatical um just definitely uh, with my secular job. And uh, for those that, you know, haven't heard that term, uh, secular job means a job outside of a specific ministry. So uh, if somebody had a job at the post office, that's a secular job. Uh, McDonald's, that's a secular job. Walmart, that's a secular job. And um, I, I just wanted to elaborate on that because I said that to somebody and they said, excuse me, you're what? And I said, a secular job. And they looked at me like I had three heads, no lie. So, you know, um, I just wanted to elaborate on that. So with that being said, uh, on tonight's Bible study, we're going to have the recap from our last Bible study. And then we're going to have a preview of what our Bible study will entail uh, this evening. After that, we are going to have our daily um, bread reading for the day. 
which uh, is December the 1st, 2022. Praise God. Thank you for joining in to Studying in the Word. I am Minister Michelle Carter Douglas, and with me I have my blessed uh, spiritual brothers and sisters, what happens to be my mother, my uh, sister, and my children, my biological family as well. Uh, we don't know if Desmond, uh, Brother Desmond Mohammed made it on yet. Brother Desmond? Okay, he's not on. Uh, anybody want to uh, share what we went over in our last Bible study? I can do. I think, was it Exodus 17? Yes. I can try that. Um, Amen. And that was the people still quarreling with Moses, mad at him about bringing them to the wilderness, and they were thirsty and um, didn't think that they were going to make it. Um, and again, um, Moses was trying to tell them um, that God will make a way. And um, so um, the Lord, he gave um, direction to uh, Moses, to his brother Aaron, and Joshua on how to defeat uh, the Amalekites. And um, those were the ones that were um, trying again to not only um, keep the Israelites out of the promise, Land, but he, you know, did not believe in our God of Abraham, Jacob, and um, Isaac. So we uh, learned, like you know, about these um, Amaleks that again, um, through Moses, Aaron, and Joshua, following God's instructions, uh, that they weren't able to defeat them. And at the end of Exodus 17, Moses had built an altar, and he called the Lord his banner. And Amen. he said he's his banner because his hands were lifted up against the throne of the Lord, and the Lord was at war against the Amalekites, and they will be at war against them from generation to generation. So. Okay, I think uh, the phone, we've been having phone difficulties here, and on my side, the phone cut off, so I'm calling back right now. Welcome, and thank you for choosing.
able to. And the Israelites are his chosen people, so they were destined to win. And they needed to understand that, again, Jehovah Jireh, God will provide. He provided for them again uh, after their seventh Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. With that being said, um, amen. Uh, anybody want to take uh, Genesis uh, that we, uh, what chapter in Genesis did we go over? Wasn't it Genesis 13? I'm sorry, what was that? I thought it was 11. Was it supposed to be 13? Um, I thought it was, wait a minute. Was it 11? It, let me see. Yeah. Okay, I'm so sorry. I, we got, I got ahead of myself. Okay, so if you could go over Genesis 11. Oh, that's when uh, the people, the Israelites, you know, they were getting uh, so uh, beside themselves that they thought that they could build a city and that they could build a tower up to the heavens and reach up to the heavens where God was. And he came down and he scattered them around throughout the earth and gave them all a different language. Plus, he said, they're getting where they think with the one language, they could just do anything. And he was, that's where we get the uh, power of Babel because everybody had a different, that's where everybody came to have a different language. I believe they were trying to compare themselves with the God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. Thank you so much for that recap, Sister Pat. I appreciate it. Um, with that being said, uh, who would like to uh, read uh, this evening's daily bread? I'll read it. Thank you. That's my the third chapter, seven to the nineteen verses. Encourage one another daily. As long as it is called today, Hebrews 3, 13, mutual encouragement. After another week of being beaten down by more medical setbacks, I slumped onto the sofa. I didn't want to think about anything. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't. Need, I couldn't even pray. Discouragement and doubt weighed me down as I turned on the television. Mm-hmm. I began watching a commercial showing a little girl talking to her younger brother. You're a champion, she said, as she continued affirming him his green roots. So did mine. God's people have always struggled with discouragement and doubt. Quoting Psalms 95, it affirms that God's voice can be heard through the Holy Spirit. The writer of Hebrews born believers in Jesus for a voice mistake made by the Israelites while wandering in the wilderness. Hebrews. Third chapter, seven to the eleventh verse. These two of brothers and sisters said, None of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God. So, 
another daily. That's on verses 12, 13. With our lifeline of hope secured in Christ, we can experience the power cast fuel we need to preserve. Mutual encouragement within the fellowship of believers. Verse 13. When one believer doubts, another believer can offer affirmation and accountability. As God stresses us, his people, we can offer the power of mutual encouragement to one another. Exalted wisdom is written by this article. How has God used the affirming words of someone in your life to comfort and encourage you during a difficult time? How can you encourage others with your words today? Loving God, help me live for you and lift others up in love with my words and actions. Amen. 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 Who would like to take the question? Well, to quote you and uh, my grandchildren and my uh, other daughter and stuff, I think we've done this all with each other because we've all had our moments, and each one of you, especially, have said, you know, encouraging with the words that are sent for the God. You know, trust in the Lord with all your heart, even not to your own understanding, acknowledge Him in all things that direct your path. You said that to me. And I have to hear those things and hear that, you know, you just have to put our faith in God. And when we say that to each other, and it does do something, it lifts you up because I know that is true. And we can do this by saying this to others and just tell people, you know, no matter what. There is always hope and faith. As long as there's the one and true only God in this world, it is hope and faith because it will always be hope and faith because he always will be. We all
have the check engine light on, so now that has to go into the shop, but my car is just bad, so I just felt overwhelmed, you know? And I remember you telling me that, you know, you don't realize that God has already taken care of it, and you're going to get that money tomorrow. And when I laid my head down in that bed yesterday, that I just felt a calmness, but I still, I'm not going to lie, y'all, I still had a little self-doubt, so I'm like, I don't know, and then my mother called me this morning, 7 a.m., and she says, Sissy, my nickname, said, do you realize what your our balance is and stuff, and I'm like, what are you talking about, she's like, your money came in. And when she told me the amount pastor, all I could do was just shout. And thank you, Jesus. And I still wanted to shout and thank his name, glory, hallelujah. Because he doesn't come when you want him to, but he's always there on time. So sometimes, just like what we're reading, you know, about um, Abraham and about his, you know, people with, with Lot and his father that died, Sarah, and everything, and his wife, Sarah, and then we read about Moses, you know, and his people, his brother Aaron, and uh, Joshua, and the Israelites, you know, when you get the most discouraged and the most down, and you think that is when God has to search, that is right before he is there to give you the blessing that are the children for. But what you gotta do is you gotta hold on. You gotta hold on and you gotta wait. And sometimes, you know, patience is very hard. I know especially I'm hard to, you know, be patient. You know, even around this time of Christmas, you know, in church, I used to be like, you know, grandma, mommy, you know, can I open up my gift? Because I knew it was a dollar. So I just wanted to open her up and hold her or something. Yeah, I kept saying, wait, wait, wait. You know, you got to wait. And that's how I was in this situation. So, you know, those are burning words that you, uh, are, you know, uh, your children, mom, uh, my mother said to me, you know, my daughter said as well, you know, you know she's on the line. The tree told me that, again, God will handle God's going to take care of it, you know. So, again, Giving it all to Jesus, hearing that song, hearing those words, when you give it all to him, there's just an abundance of what he gives back to us. And so how I can encourage others is exactly how I say it, Pastor. What he has done for me, he will also do for you. All you have to do is love him and praise him, and he will take care of you forever. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And that's the thing with, you know, God will always, Jehovah Jireh, provide the ram in the bush. He will always provide the ram in the bush. He will always make a way. When we think that we can't keep going, 
when we have all these enemies, you know, God provides a way. He will give us endurance, encouragement, courage, finances. And what's so beautiful is how you were led to bless us. That was a self <coughs> a selfless act. And I thank you for that. Because when you were in need, you know, when you were in need, I'm telling you. One second, this is Desmond. Amen, amen. Like I was saying, when you were in need and stuff, you could have allowed that to break you down. You could allow yeah. that, Sister Nicole, <coughs> to make you bitter. You know what I'm saying? But when you yeah. was at our clothing and school supply giveaway and you gave what you could, God saw that. And see, God will test us. You know, God has given me such courage and endurance because I'm, I'm going to tell you something. I really hate to, to go into it, but uh, I, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, at my new job, I was tempted to walk away many times, even recently. And God took me back to saying, I brought you here for a reason. And you can't run anymore. And as much sometimes when the world hurts you and it's so easy to just be like, you know what? I'm going to go in my own private place and I'm not going to come out. God will take you there. And you know what's so beautiful about Jesus? Jesus was in that wilderness too. You know, Jesus knew about loss. You know, remember, he cried. He cried when Lazarus died. He cried when uh, John the Baptist died. You know, God moaned. God shook the earth. So our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our God Almighty, they know about hurt and pain. But the beauty of it is when we have the Holy Spirit in us, we just keep going. We just keep going. And no matter how much the hurt, how deep the wound, he fixes it. And he fixes it 
to a greater healing. And I've known this. In our imperfections, in our storms, with our flaws, they speak out to other people that have went through things, going through things. And they are able to be a testimony in themselves. So with that being said, I, I, I want to uh, I want to say before we go into tonight's Bible study, which will be uh, Exodus chapter 18 in the NIV and uh, after uh, we do Exodus uh, chapter 18, we're going to uh, take a break and then go into Genesis chapter 14. What I want to say, the purpose of us studying in the word and studying these scriptures is not to recite the Bible, but to digest the Bible. And to know that whatever we go through, have went through, will go through, God got our back. Amen. 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 We will be right back with studying in the word. This Christmas, Arlesa R. Douglas and her family will share their talents and their hearts with you. An inspirational read for the holidays. Amelia is in danger of losing her home and all hope for Christmas. Does Santa really exist? Can prayer change things? Find the answers to these questions and more in this must-read Christmas story for the holidays. Amelia looked for additional work washing people's clothing or cleaning their homes there were never enough hours in the day to earn enough money to provide for her four small children and maintain the household. The night before she had to leave her home, she tucked her children into their beds. Amelia was distraught and heartbroken over the thought of being homeless. She never wanted her children to see her cry, so she quickly placed her hands over her face, ran to her bedroom, and locked the door. Find out by purchasing the book, Christmas Morning, written by Arlesa R. Douglas, co-written by her brothers, Patrick M. Douglas and Brylin Douglas. Available right now on Amazon.com. Welcome back to uh, Studying in the Word. And on our break, we heard two beautiful songs. Um, 
one requested by Sister Nicole Carter, which was Oh Holy Night by Yolanda Adams, and uh, Silent Night by The Temptations, requested by Brother Desmond Mohammed. Speaking of Brother Desmond Mohammed, welcome, my brother. How are you? Amen. Amen. That is the truth. That is the truth. Praise God. He just, he, he is our sustainer. He is our sustainer. Uh, what we are doing now, uh, we're going to get into the book of Exodus, uh, chapter 18. We already had our feedback. Uh, I'm not our feedback. We already had our uh, recap from last week's study, and uh, which was Exodus 17 and Genesis 13. And we had our daily bread reading. So with that being said, we're going to jump in to uh, Exodus chapter 18. And I will read the first uh, 10 verses. Oh, well, I'll read the first 12 verses, and uh, then we'll see who will take over. Amen? Now Jethro, the priest of Midian and father-in-law of Moses, heard of everything God had done for Moses and for his people, Israel, and how the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt. After Moses had sent away his wife, Zipporah, his father-in-law, Jethro, received her and her two sons. One son was named Gershom. For Moses said, I have become a foreigner in a foreign land. And the other was named Elizer. For he said, my father's God was my helper. He saved me from the sword of Pharaoh. Jethro, Moses's, Moses's father-in-law, together with Moses's sons and wife, came to him in the wilderness where he was camped near the mountain of God. Jethro had sent word to him, I, your father-in-law Jethro, am coming to you with your wife and her two sons. So Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and bowed down and kissed him. They greeted each other and then went into the tent. Moses told his father-in-law about everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake and about all the hardships they had met along the way and how the Lord had saved them. Jethro was delighted to hear about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel in rescuing them from the hand of the Egyptians. He said, praise be to the Lord who rescued you from the hand of the Egyptians 
and of Pharaoh who rescued the people from the land, from the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that the Lord, I'm sorry, I got to scroll down here. Now I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods, for he did this to those who had treated Israel arrogantly. Uh, anybody want to read verses 12 through 24? I can. Amen. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, burnt offerings and other sacrifices to God. And Aaron came with all the elders of Israel to eat a meal with Moses' father-in-law in the presence of God. The next day Moses took his seat to serve his as judge for the people. And they stood around him from morning till evening. When his father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he said, What is this you are doing for the people? Why do you alone sit at church while all these people stand around you from morning to evening? Moses answered him, Because the people come to me to seek God's will. Whenever they have a dispute, it is brought to me, and I decide between the parties and inform them of God's decrees and instructions. Moses' father in law replied, What you are doing is not good. You and these People who come to you will only wear yourselves out. The work is too heavy for you. You cannot handle it alone. Listen now to me, and I will give you some advice. And may God be with you. You must be with the people's representatives before God and bring their disputes to Him. Teach them His decrees and instructions, and show them the way they are to live and how they are to behave. But the less faithful men of all the people, men who fear God, trustworthy men, who hate dishonest things, and appoint them as officials over thousands, hundreds, fifty, and tens, have them serve as judges for the people at all times, but have them bring every difficult case to you. The simple cases they can decide themselves. That will make your love life because you will share it with you. You said you want me to go to 24? Yeah, if you feel comfortable. If you, yeah, if, if you do this and God so commands, you will be able to stand the strain and all these people will go home satisfied. Amen. Um, just a few more. Do you want me to just say Yeah, it? go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Listen to his father-in-law and did everything he said chose capable men from all Israel and made them leaders of the people, officials over thousands, hundreds, fifties, ten. They serve as judges for the people at all times. The difficult cases they brought to Moses, but the simple ones they decided themselves. Then Moses sent his father-in-law on his way, and Jethro returned to his own country. Amen. Praise God. May God add a blessing to the hearers. Readers and, and I didn't know about that until I read that uh, yesterday. 
Oh, praise God. You're doing your homework. Amen. Well, sister. Amen. 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 Well, do you want to share what insight the Holy Spirit led you to have? Well, yeah. You know, again, it was the time where Moses had departed from Sephora and his two sons because he, again, was leading it in Israelites to the promised land. But then Jethro, his wife, Sephora, and her two sons met up with him. And Jethro, his father-in-law, saw that Moses was getting weary. And he felt like, you know, this was too much for him to have to decide every dispute and every problem among the Israelites because he was just one man. And he said, again, the organization that happens is you go ahead and you take the harder cases, but then let judges and let smaller groups of people take the simpler cases, and only the tougher ones go to you, Pastor. So, when, you know, the God was leading me to when I was reading this scripture, it was like when they were talking about Ephesians, Paul, you know, about how to structure the church, and you know how you have the pastor, you have the elders, you know, you have the steward, you know, because have to have and you know everybody do their part because not one person can do the whole body you know you have the hand do their certain job then you have the leg or the foot do their certain job uh, so you know to me it just felt like you know uh the first you know organization of you know the church and um how you have again a hierarchy and you have organization in the church mm-hmm. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Sister uh, Patricia? I, I agree with everything uh, Nicole said because we are only human. Only God can do it all. And I think God put this in Jethro to tell him that he's going to need some help with all of his cousins. And then you have a wife and you have a family. And, you know, you're just going to really just wear out your mind, your body, everything. You have to have health. And I think that's true, you know, of everything. You know, uh, we can't, not one person, we cannot do it all. Because we are not God. We have to have health. But you have to have people that believe in God's word and are hearing God's word and his wisdom and his peace. Amen. Amen. And it's so important, y'all, too, to have humility. It's, it's, it's uh, leading me, too, because, you know, you see even bigger churches where the pastor, he is looked at as somebody to follow instead of following God. And what Joel Olsey says is over what the Bible says, which is crazy. So, you know, again, when you get puffed up like that and you get that ego going and you feel that you can do all how Christian said and you're like God, God will bring you down very quickly and that will crumble, you know. Uh, so, again, uh, and um, this is, you know, not to say too much about, again, the old team, but him and his wife were having a lot of issues, you know, and almost divorced several times. 
And so that's the thing, you know, you have to be able to be humble and say, you know what, I'm a leader, but I have to have people in place because I cannot do it all. Amen. Amen. So one thing I think you when you walk with God, you know you are two. You're only a man and a woman. You're only two. You need God to help you with each and every step. You are no better, no more than any other human being on this earth. chapter would really just touches my heart the respect that Moses has for his father-in-law yeah you know and the respect that uh Jethro has for his son-in-law and um and and the ability to work together and and even though Moses is definitely younger than Jethro Still, <clears throat> Jethro respects Moses's position, his leadership, his insight uh, from from God Almighty, and vice versa. You know, and, and it needs to be uh, adopted within, um, I think, all brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, some people get caught up like, oh, I've been preaching for X amount of years. Or I've been doing this for X amount of years and I'm older than you. It doesn't matter. You know, when when we are dealing with God, God blesses, and we learned about that when we studied the fruits and the <clears throat> the fruits of the spirit. You know, so that is important and going back to the fruits of the spirit, God, <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, blesses us according to God's will his proportion, proportion of patience, love, joy, all of that, you know? So um, that's what really, you know, um, just just points out to me, um, you know, uh, uh, Brother Desmond, uh, Brothers Patrick Brown and Sister Alessa, anyone have any uh, insight that they want to share? 
Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, amen, amen. Okay, amen, amen. Uh, Brother Desmond. Mm-hmm. Amen. Okay, now we're going to get into Genesis chapter 14, and this is one of my the most favorite uh, chapters, and you'll see why. Because as we studied prior uh, in Genesis, there was a situation uh, of where in the beginning, Abram and Lot got together good. He's in a pod. You know, uncle and nephew, ride to die. And then we see where they went their separate ways because they had a fallen out. And here we see how God brings people together for a reason. For a reason. So with that being said, um, let me see. Genesis chapter 14. Sister Pat, would you read the first um would you read the first 12 verses? Okay. At the time when M. Rockfell, the king of Inar, Arich, king of Esther, and he, the Lord Roma, king of Elam, and Tito, king of Goyim, he went to war against Maria, king of Sodom, Barisha, king of Mora, Sinab, king of Adma, I'm not pronouncing it so well, Demeter, uh, king of Novodium, the king of Bella, that is Thor, all these latter kings joined the forces in the valley of Sidium, that is the Dead Sea Valley. For 12 years, they had been subject to Keith during the Romer, but in the 13th year, they rebelled. On the 14th year, Keith during the Romer and the king allied with him went out and defeated the Raphaites and the Asherah. Anium and Ludazite in Ham, the Emites in Shaven, Barithium, and the Phariites in the hill country of the Seer, as far as El Paran near the desert. 
Then they turned back and went into in Mizpah, that is Kadesh, and they conquered the whole territory of the Ephraimites, as well as the Amorites, who were living in Azenzon, Tamar. Then the king of Sodom, the king of Gomorrah, the king of Abma, the king of Bethlehem, and the king of Bela, that is, were marched out and drew up their battle lines in the valley of Sidium. Against Hathor Lormorah, king of Elam, title king of Goyim, and Rosheth, king of Sinar, and Aroshet, and the king of Esbah, four kings against five. Now the valley of Sidium was full of tar pits, and then the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah fled. Some of the men fell into them, and the rest fled into the hills. The four kings sing all the goods of Sodom and Gomorrah and all their food, and then they went away. They also carried off Abraham's nephew Lot and his possessions, since he was living in Sodom. The man who had escaped came and reported this to Abraham, the Hebrew. Now Abraham was living near the great trees of Mari, the Amorite, a brother of Eshcol, and Anir, all of whom were allies with Abraham. When Abram heard that his relatives had been taken captive, he called out the 318 trained men born in his household and went in pursuit as far as Dan. You want me to keep going? Yes, yes. During the night, Abram divided his men to attack them, and he routed them, pursuing them as far as Ahobah, north of Damascus. He recovered all the goods and brought back his relatives, lost his possessions together with the women and the other people. After Abram returned from defeating Paul Lamar, the king's allies with him, the king of Sodom came out to meet him in the valley of Shevath, that is the king's valley. Then Meshach, Sedelech, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was priest of God Most High, and he blessed Abraham, Abraham, saying, Blessed be Abraham by God Most High, creator of heaven and earth, and praise be to God Most High, who delivered your enemies into your hands. Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. The king of Sodom said to Abraham, Give me the people and keep the goods for yourself. But Abraham said, to the king of Sodom, with raised hand I have sworn an oath to the Lord God most high, creator of heaven and earth, that I will accept nothing belonging to you, not even a thread or the strap of a sandal, so that you will never be able to say, I made Abraham rich. I will accept nothing but what my men have eaten and the shares that belong to the men who went with me to Anir and let me have their share. Amen. Amen. Thank you so, so much, Sister Pat. And um, you read down to verse uh, the whole chapter. Thank you. Praise God. Yes. And if you could share your insight, what you got from here. It shows a lot about the type of person Abraham was, though. I mean, 
He did what he had to do because that was his relative, and he was going to protect him and all his household. And he went and got him back, the things back, you know, everything, his household, all his family, all that were taken. That shouldn't have been. But he also said that he was going to honor what God had wanted him to do. And he was not going to let, you know, someone else try to take the uh, credit mm-hmm. for what God gave him, you know, ability to do and what God wanted him to do. Mm-hmm. 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 So true, so true. And, and you know, what I love about this is this reminds me of the scripture, God does not give us a shrinking spirit. And so many times... People will say when when they try to provoke God's people, and you 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 know you you stand up for yourself. Uh, they're not Christian. She's not Christian. She's here. Abram, he was going. He was going to be the father of all nations. Remember, he was chosen. Him uh, uh, and Sarah lied. They lied. Sarah was impatient, okay? With that being said, here we see, at the end of the day, Abram was like, that is my nephew. And I love him. And he posseed up. That's just what it was. He posse up. And he went to go get his people. And when we look at how uh, in Exodus, how God rolled down with the angel of death and told him what houses to pass over, you see the same spirit in God's chosen people. Why? Because, like I said, we're going to be on the battlefield for the Lord. That's why we see agitation when we face different dark spirits in people. You know, and and I, I and I I just want to give God the glory because so many <coughs> so many times. He totally, and, and, and Sister Nicole uh, texted me earlier about drinks of water. Drinks of water, I've been up early in the morning. So, you know, excuse me for yawning. But what I love about God, go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I'm listening, I got Gatorade. I'm drinking that. Now I'm gonna get me some water. And then oh, I'm so glad I I'm and then I'm gonna lay down and, and go to bed. I'm exhausted. I truly am. I I'm going to, you know, upload this uh, um uh episode, you know, to share it. But you know what I love about it is it, what I love about God is he is so strong. He is so strong. He is my inspiration, my aspiration. You know, and um, 
he never ceases to amaze me. And the beauty of it is, you know, and I, I just want to, I want to say this, you know, because it's not my testimony to give, but I just got to say this. You know, first, when it came to uh, my sister, Nicole, you know, uh, certain people just kind of counted her out, you know, and uh, God showed them. And, and I say this because, and I'm going to put it on their struthers. Some of them people are so sickening. They're so prejudiced and they're so sickening. And I think they're behind some of the treatment that I'm experiencing, but they're vindictive like that. You know, I went to school, whatever. They just, they just, mm. but the beauty of it is God sees everyone's behind closed doors. He sees it all. And he takes everything in an account. You know? And with that being said, you know, I I really feel as though um, when we look at what God has done for us, Whatever we go through, we should never feel that that problem will overtake our happiness or our joy. You know, there there's people that Raya Isaac Egypt and Noah presents the resurrection story. This book will take you on the journey from creation through the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Answering questions, why do we die, bold eggs, or what is the significance of an Easter bunny, and much more. The presence of the Lord surrounded Amelia and her family. The Holy Spirit filled their household with love, joy, and peace. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ grew from a young babe in the manger into a young boy. He worked alongside his earthly father Joseph as a carpenter and worshiped our Heavenly Father with all of his heart. Years went by and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ performed many miracles and preached to many, many people. In this full-length color book, written by Michelle Carter Douglas, her sons, Patrick M. Douglas, Rylan Douglas, and her daughter, Arlesa Douglas, was also illustrated by her children, Patrick, Rylan, and Arlesa. What a beautiful book to bring in all holidays. This book is written by a family for the family. Get your copy today on Amazon.com. Rhea Isaac, Egypt and Noah presents The Resurrection Story. Amen. Amen. Anyone have any thoughts?
so so right and you know this and I, I'm gonna go ahead and say this we as a people we gotta stop talking about people on our necks and we gotta do something because it what I've been through you got more black people against black people. And then when racist white people do things, the same black people that was attacking their own black people want to holler racism. Well, what do you think that you were doing? You know, we don't like who's running for office, yet we're not running for the office seat. We're complaining about... Now, Go ahead. I mean, I rushed that, but it's kind of like what I always tell people when you say, make that, um, you know, good point. I say, if you're not part of the solution, then you're part of the problem. You know, we know politicians are crooked. We know... The government is crooked. I, I worked for the Department of Veteran Affairs for five years. I worked for the state of Ohio for five years. I know the internal structure of the government is extremely corrupt and racist and crooked. But again, I was on that battlefield as a practitioner, and I took care of every race of people, veterans, inmates. So, you know, those were some of the most uh, underserved population, you know, in the country. So uh, when, when you say that, you know, when people tell me, you know, uh, well, look, you didn't make a big difference because, you know, uh, not, you're just one person. But, but let me tell you, you know, when I help one person or when one inmate comes to me and says, you know, thank you, Ms. Carter, you saved my life. Or a veteran comes and says, you know, I was contemplating suicide, but after talking to I know that I have a purpose 
on this earth and you did not judge me because I have a history of drug You know, so that to me is a win, Pastor. That That's right. So you don't have to be, like you said, Pastor, you know, um, just looking at, let's say, uh, through glass windows and say, oh man, this world is so messed up. Oh, look at what's going on. Oh my goodness, this person adopted that person. It starts with our local government people. Because even though how Pastor said the president, but not a vote. Let's be a prosper. I don't mean to discourage or vote, but you got to vote for your primary because your mayor, your local politicians, local senate, congressmen, they're the ones and the governor. The governor's the one. What are you doing to the state of Ohio? Mm-hmm. State where you don't even have to have a permit to carry a gun now. And it don't have to be concealed if you're over the age of 21. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing. You know, you got to understand that this is serious now. And how Sister Arlesi said, you know, um, the one guy, you know, 19 years old, he didn't get arrested because he had that gun on him. He got arrested because he was under age 21. You, this is the problem. You know what I mean? So, again, if we're not trying to get into those offices or if we're not trying to support the people that are supporting our ideas, and that's not just voting, that's just calling them, emailing them. Every politician that you guys have, they have an email. And I email them. Okay, I'm not saying all the time that you don't be bad, but I just talked to Congressman Tim Ryan's office last week, after. But you have to stay on these. We voted them in, and we have to hold them accountable. Mm-hmm. Now, right. We have a voice. That's what Russell said. We have a voice. Mm-hmm. We have to let that voice ring. We have to be able to stand up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, let people know who we are. Demand attention. Demand it. Not ask for it. Demand the attention. And mm-hmm. you will listen to me. Whether you want to or not, you will listen to me. Mm-hmm. You're right. You're right. You are you know, so, so right. Because I'm in my discrimination case with the DA, and I can't say obviously too much pastor about it, but real quick. Well, so, no, no, you're yeah. fine. What we're going to do, we're going to continue this off the air. We want to um, stay on the line, Sister Nicole. We're going to thank you guys so much for tuning in to studying in the word. Sister Nicole, if you would pray us out. Father, I just thank you, O oh God, for letting us come this evening. Praise your holy name. To thank you for all that you have done. Lord, like you were there for Abraham, where he was able to be on the battlefield to protect his nephew and all of his nephew's belongings. And again, did not ask for the king to make him rich or say that he received anything that was not of his or his people that were following him. But all he wanted was what was owned. Because you gave him that humility. 
God. You gave him that fairness. You gave him that type of essence of building. And Lord, the same thing with Moses and Aaron and Joshua when they were fighting the Amalekites. You gave them the will to, to come, Heavenly Father, and let them know that they were not going to do And then Jethro, the father-in-law, have respect for Moses. And Moses have respect for his father-in-law because he knew that he was doing your work there, God. And all Jethro did was just near him and say, son-in-law, let me tell you, you are doing such a wonderful job. But let's organize this a little better so you don't grow weird. Because again, you are a man. But Lord, you can do all things. You are all time, all the time. And I just thank you, oh God, for this blessing. Because again, sometimes we want things and we don't get it, but you always give us us. You always provide that for us. So let us know, dear God, that you are there for us in our darkness out. Go in that closet and say, Heavenly Father, that I call on your to come and rain down your blessings on and remove Satan's mind of destruction, of self work of helplessness, of hopelessness. Because everybody is a child of the king. And everybody has a father deserves to know that you will be there for them and shine down your blessings upon them. So let us grow in our love and understanding. Let us be protected. Let us be able to be closer to you. And then most of all, let us be disciples of your God. That again, when we are off these phone lines and we go out in this world that is set apart from you, that we are that beacon of light upon this world, that one person will see that light in us and be drawn closer to you. Glory, hallelujah, your blessed name. We love you, dear God, and we thank you forevermore. Amen. Amen. We will see you all next week on studying with the word please everybody else stay online with only a few minutes until they could exit to Koenigsegg Parkway the roads and traffic take a turn for the worse readers and friends the angel of death was near Sterile and John prayed silently to Almighty God. Are they spared? Everyone hopes for a perfect love story. Some people dream of taking an adventure. In a small town named Poughkeepsie, New York, a couple and six young adults will meet and change one another's lives forever. Take this journey in the adventures of Gurgle Boy, written by author Patrick M. Douglas. This book is available on Amazon.com.
every finishing point has a beginning. In our lives, every hardship we faced brought about a new beginning, a new horizon, a new triumph. Beginning of a new is just one short story written by author Brylon Douglas in his book, My Purpose Ordained by God, collection of adventure and short stories from an autistically gifted child. From the adventures of Jerry Young, who disguises himself to hide from the world, to Mama, Please Don't Go, another heartfelt short story about a young girl named Mindy who fears losing her mother. Take this inspirational journey through this book written by Brylon Douglas and available right now on Amazon.com.